Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. I have a guest today. Um, this guest is special to me. When I first started, um, before the podcast, I did Instagram Lives. It was Mental Health Check-In with Talik. It's the IG Lives, and he was like the second or third guest, and it was like a panel. It was him and my friend Natasha, but I wanted to bring him on because I'm so close to a 100th episode. I wanted to bring him on for a one-on-one conversation. And ladies and gentlemen, my brother Joshua, all the way from Canada. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Honored to be here. Thank you for saying yes. You know, this is like the second time you say yes to coming on a platform that I had. Thank you so much. Um, the way we start to show off, I don't think I started off when I first started this, but I asked this question to everybody and I want to ask you, how is your mental health? How is my mental health? You know, I would say that it is okay. It's definitely not the best it's ever been. Um, you know, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, you know, I think uh, like a lot of folks, I'm feeling the flow of just, you know, the universe right now and just seeing a whole lot of things. You know, the world's so much smaller with uh, with that little phone in our hand, right? Um, so yeah. seeing a lot and, you know, you can't help but have a lot of it hit close to home a lot, you know? So um, kind of just processing through those feelings while trying to do everyday life at the same time, you know? Yes, I like to ask that question because I feel like, um, like if I see Joshua, right? And I'm like, Joshua, how are you? You know, a lot of guys, you know, people say, I'm okay. But when you ask somebody, how's your mental health? I feel like that opens up the door to a deeper conversation to say, you know what, Lee, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay, but I'm struggling mentally. So yeah. thank you for answering that, my brother. Thank you. Absolutely. My next question for you, growing up, was it okay not to be okay? 100%. And, you know, I, I, I consider myself very fortunate um, because, you know, even though my parents divorced from young, you know, um, it was split homes. Um, I'd see my dad like every other weekend type of deal. But, you know, I my mom went above and beyond to make sure that I was taken care of, you know, like a lot of single moms out there. And, you know, she she made it very clear to me, like, I'm I'm human. You know what I mean? She allowed me to cry. She supported me in whatever I needed. She she got me in sports, did all the stuff. You know what I mean? And there was never any limiting anything around you, you can't or you shouldn't or anything like that. No one ever said that to me. And, you know, I found that as much as, you know, mom was such a hero in that, I found that, you know, seeing my dad do that in real life, like actually do it is what made a difference for me. Like I would see him try to give me that tough love. Like say I fell off my bike and I scraped my knee and he comes over and, you know, I'm crying. It's like, I want my dad to pick me up and hug me, but he's kind of standing there. He's kind of laughing at me, like, get up, come on, you're okay. And, you know, like I could see in my dad's face, like at the same time, it's like he was so conflicted to even say that. Like I could tell he wanted to just reach down and hug me, pick me up, you know, get me taken care of. And, you know, I got to see my dad cry and do all these different things. And I think that that really set the tone for me to feel like it was okay to not be okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, That's like my second best question to ask. This is a great follow up question from how's your mental health? Thank you for being open and honest about that. my next question for you is, right, there's a stigma, right? And you know it because the work you do. There's a stigma surrounding mental health, right? But there is a stigma surrounding men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma 
they say, man, we can't cry. We can't be depressed. You have to man up. You have to get over it. You're a man. You got this. Like, what do you say to that statement? To be honest with you, you know, I've had a, I've gone on a long journey with that statement, but here's what I've realized. I've realized that a lot of men, we police ourselves, right? And we do it from no, there's no basis to what we're doing. Um, you know, like how we'll be like, yo, toughen up, don't cry, like be a man. Yeah. Right. But, you know, when I think about it, it's like, okay, well, take the average guy out there, right? He's trying to be impressive to somebody, to a potential partner in life, right? Chances are, what's that person going to want them to do? To feel safe enough and comfortable enough and confident enough in themselves to cry, right? Yeah. So, you know, I find like when people bring up the whole, you know, mental health stuff and like why they should be exempt from it or why they don't buy in, you know, I always bring it back to where well, you're a human first and foremost. Forget if you're a man yeah. or whatever, you're a human. So at the core, this is what's happening. Right. And, you know, the the more you hold stuff in, whether that's feelings or tears, like literally tears, you're just keeping a whole ton of stress inside of your body. And that's just going to keep compounding the hurt and the pain and everything that that ultimately you're doing to yourself. Right. And you're the only person who's going to be able to open your mouth to go out and seek that help to actually go and say, this is actually my life. I kind of forgot that for a second. This is my life and I need to take control of it. So that's kind of how I meet them when they kind of come with that. Yes, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, my last question for you is what does mental health mean to you? You know the work that you do and you know, trying to get people to take care of their mental health, but what does mental health mean to you? What does it mean to me? I think it it, you know, at the very core, when you break it down, it comes down to balance, you know. Like I yeah. think that we also have to, you know, detach from the idea that like our mental health. Like we're, we're going to be in a pure state of just one thing at any point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we all know what it's like to have moments of bliss, but there's still, you know, still stuff going on in the background. Right. And I think that, you know, us just keeping that in mind will help us to really approach life seeking balance. And I think balance is what's going to keep us in check. Right. Because, you know, just as much as we don't want to be stressed 24 seven, I don't think any of us can deny that sometimes we work best under some stressful situations. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just like realizing how we get to um, you know, work with the energy of the world and the universe and all the things that we're doing and understand how to make that work for us too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're, we're working alongside it and, and impacting that all at the same time, you know? Yes, yes. Um, my next question for you is, in the past couple of years, what is the most important thing that you learned about your mental health? Hmm. I think I would say that it's so important to not just take what someone else says has worked for them yeah. and just like try and like copy and paste it into your life. Right. And, you know, what I mean by that is like, for example, some people might, all they might need, right. Is like, yo, I just want to, I just want to smoke at the end of the night, man. That'll clear my head. I'm gonna feel good. All that. Yeah. Right. Some is going to be, I need a drink or something. Right. Or I just yeah. need to have my favorite food, whatever it happens to be. You know, um, I just find that, you know, we can't just assume that that's all going to work. And like, for example, I used to go to therapy. I had like two stints of therapy for myself. Right. And, oh. you know, I went like my mom had taken me because I was dealing with some things. And I think because everyone's talking about, oh, therapy, therapy, therapy. I, I think I just went in thinking, OK, I'm a walk in. I'm be cured. I'm a walk out. Right. And like, I think the hard lesson really had to be in trying some of these different things that people try to bring themselves some peace and see, hey, it actually doesn't play out that way for me. It's not that it's not true. It just doesn't work for me, right? And I think getting real with myself and being honest about that and not keeping, keep going back to those unrewarding watering holes, if you will, yeah. you know, and just understanding that, hey, 
it's just even though someone has laid out this foundation, this path of how you're allegedly supposed to solve your mental health doesn't mean that that's the path for everybody, just like everything else. So I had to just get curious about my own journey and understand yeah. that, you know, I'm the only one who's going to be walking these exact steps that I'm doing. So, you know, as much as I can learn from them, that that I can't take that as gospel, per se. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into our next question, I want to say anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, any suicide ideation, there is a suicide prevention number out there. All you have to do is not dial 988. 988 is the number. I want to ask you, is that the same for Canada? To be honest with you, I don't even know. Okay. Um, I've never even seen any type of uh, advertising anywhere, TV, print, anything uh, about oh, that. Wow. So I'm not even sure. Well, think about from Canada, you know, um, the number is 98, you know, they have a website that you can chat with them online. So anybody's listening, you don't want to call, you can chat with them. You can be bored, sad, lonely, depressed, whatever. They are there for you 365 days. Um, before, I get, before I answer this question, I'm going to answer it first. Have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide or any suicide ideation or any deep, dark depression? I'll answer it first. Um, I try to answer it first now because to make my guests feel welcome. Um, I have dealt with suicidal thoughts, you know. Pretty sure I've been in Josh Inbox suicidal. <laughs> um, um, on social media suicidal. Um, I, you know, was molested by two of my male cousins. You know, definitely misunderstood. You know, people judge me for, you know, who I am. You know, I lost my mom in 2019. Then nine months later, lost my sister. And, you know... I've spent times in my life where I've been suicidal, you know. Thank God, you know, I've been taking shrooms, you know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a licensed doctor. I'm just saying what works for me. I've been taking shrooms. I've been introduced to shrooms. And mentally, it's been helping me, you know. I think people should get a research. If you want to do it, just do your research first and everything. Not saying nothing wrong with it. I just don't want nobody to think I'm, like, saying do it. But it helps me, you know. Haven't had suicide. I'm telling Josh I haven't had a suicidal thought or been depressed in over like months. And that's so damn dope. Like if you're out there struggling, please get into some, some type of community, your church, you know, friends, groups, you know, whatever that looks like. Make sure you talk to somebody. Okay, Josh. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that, man. Um really do appreciate oh, that. I know it I know it takes a lot to to be able to share that type of stuff about ourselves. Um yeah, so I mean, I've dealt with that quite a bit, you know, um, back, hmm, I would say junior high time was kind of probably the first time when it was really prevalent, um, had a lot of situations that a lot of people had zero idea were going on, um, you know, and I really didn't know how to deal with it. And it's not that I necessarily was in the direct uh, line of harm or anything like that of the situation. But it was just a lot for a very young person to try and internalize, make sense of, process, and support themselves and the people around them at the same time. You know, so that became a lot and seeing a lot of different things that I never thought I would see happen in my life literally happen right in front of me um, really did a number on me. So, you know, I have definitely um, had thoughts of it, um, you know, never, never really had like a failed attempt, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I have gone to the point where, and I think I might have shared this with you, Talik, before, but I'll share it again is like, you know, where I lived um, during that time, the the house that we lived in, it would form incredibly huge like icicles that sort of hang over like the eaves trough kind of part, right? And they're, yeah. they're like two, three feet long, right? Like they look like spears, like they, they really do some harm. And, 
you know, there were times when I was feeling like super low and I'm just like, man, I want this to be over. And I literally, you know, on sunny days, I would go and I would literally stand under them, hoping that the sun would melt it just enough to get me. And, you know, because it's just like the pain, you know, and it's like what, what made it harder is like, you don't have people around you asking even if you're okay, because like you, you almost get caught in this thing where it's like, you know, you always hear just only the strong survive, right? And it's yeah. like, I'm just trying to power, power through, right? And everyone's just sitting here thinking, okay, well, little man's got it all together. I guess we, we don't got to worry about him, you know, and everyone yeah. just keeps leaning. No one's asking, hey, are you okay? Right? Like, what's going on in your world? Like, what, what's yeah. really going on? And, you know, I found that that kind of, that, <clears throat> that almost compounded my, my thoughts of it. Because like, who the hell is looking out for me? Yeah, that is true. You know, and so that was kind of the first time it happened. You know, I went through like a, a bad couple breakups and stuff. And, you know, you know, you have thoughts. It's just like, what's what's wrong with me? Like, you know, everyone says you're great and, and this keeps happening. What's wrong with me? And, um, you know, I, I found that the way I would really pull myself out of that is kind of just remember, like, you know, I, I grew up Christian and, you know, it, it was always said that, you know, suicide is a sin and, and all those kind of things. Yeah. You know, I just, the way I saw it was, you know, as much pain as I'm going through right now, and if I think it'll be over by suicide right now, like I say, I love all these people right here. And all I'd be doing is leaving them to clean up yet another mess, you know, and I didn't see that as being fair. So, you know, I really, I really had to dig deep and it's not like it's easy. It's not easy, but I had to dig deep and keep myself here because I said, you know what, I'm here for something else. So that's so true. That is so true. That's so true. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, anybody out there that's struggling, please, please, please dial the suicide prevention number is 988. 988 is the number, my people. That is the number. If you are struggling, get into community. Um, just be out there doing something. Do like take put you first. Like I told Josh earlier, you gotta put ourselves first. You know, we want to be there for others, but we have to put ourselves first. Um my next question for you, right? I want to ask you, what are some good coping skills that you would recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health? And before you answer, ladies and gentlemen, um, my coping skills, Josh's coping skills may not work for you, but we like to say coping skills because it may work for someone. Go ahead, bro. I know. Yeah, so when I find myself, you know, in, in that kind of headspace, what I like to do is I really like to sit with my myself, right? And, you know, lately what I found has really worked for me is I... Um, you know, I, I kind of take care of everything I need to take care of. I go, I lie on the couch, you know, and I close my eyes and I put on like an album that I love and like yeah. I experience it in a different way with my eyes closed. Right. It's like you almost see the notes dancing in front of you or something. Yeah. And like, so for me, I find that gives me peace. I also find that, you know, sometimes you just need to to um, take that time for yourself. Right. And it's not necessarily take time for yourself and do something. Right. Because I'm a busy body. Right. But it's like sometimes you need to just sit and literally see what floats into your head versus you stuffing your head full of thoughts. Right. Because a lot yeah. of times that will be a very big indicator of like what's driving this feeling for me. You know, so like that's that's what I find helps sometimes. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, sometimes I smoke a little weed because like I like that's one of the only ways that my mind slows down a little bit. You're not you know? so long with it. You know, that's the truth. Um, you know, but you know, for me, it's, it's really just about knowing myself better, you know, like, I, I just find like, whenever something's going on, it's like, if I can't really identify why am I feeling this way, just to me, it's just like, okay, you got some learning to do about yourself right now, right? And then I start to think about, you know, what, what feelings are really surfacing? What am I feeling, right? And even like, you know, in, 
you know, one thing I've done uh, recently is I've, I've been attuned. I've got my like Reiki level one, right? So I'm focusing more yeah. on like, you know, thinking about energy and its movement through our body and stuff, right? And so some some of what I do is like when I notice, hey, this feels tight or, you know, something doesn't feel right here or whatever it happens to be, I try and tie it back to that and then think, okay, what is this perhaps trying to show me, right? Like, am I not using my voice? Yeah. Am I not feeling confident? What's going on, right? And I find like that, that usually brings me back, you know? Um, yeah. That, those are the things that really help me. Yeah, coping skills that I do sometimes. <laughs> um, journal, you know, that's dope. You know, write stuff down. Yeah. Like, I love music, you know, maybe to write some type of poetry or something like that down. Um, talking to someone, therapy, gym, exercise, that helps and stuff like that. You know, my brother Joshua is the king of the exercise. <laughs> yoga, <laughs> yoga, you know, people, that don't work for me, but it may work for somebody else. Yoga, meditate, meditation. It's crazy because somebody told me to try meditation with shrooms and I need to do that. I need to actually I had some meditation music on one time. I was at work and this that was so good. I was like yeah. zoned out. He was like, what's wrong with you? They say you're not talking. I was just zoned out. <laughs> just leave me alone. Right. Have I'm you ever not, tried cold plunging? What's that? So it's like when you like a lot of people like they fill up like a huge tub full of ice or really cold water and then they like dip, they dunk in it. Oh no. So that that's something that has actually brought um, you know, a lot of peace. Um, and it bring it seems to bring a lot of peace to a lot of people. Like we we actually are doing it regularly at our retreats now that we do for people. Um, but what it does is like it's a nice reminder because like chances are you hate the cold, right? And so it's like, damn, why would I why would I subject myself to like two minutes in this ice, like this tub of ice, right? But yeah. what I find is like, you know, if I'm feeling down or not at my best and I do that, it's a great reminder for, oh wow, look, I just did something really hard. Yeah. You know, and I find like it, it also does great stuff for the body. Right. But, you know, it's kind of holistic. I find that that can also have impact for people, too. Oh, wow. This, you know, it's for you, maybe for you. <laughs> just, woo, so you talked about the retreats. Talk more about the retreats and what it, what it is that you do. Like get more into that. Let the people know what goes on over there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so we have Healing in Color. So it's a community healing center. Um, it's on our property out here in uh, Ontario. And so essentially we have an authentic Mongolian yurt. Um, and for those who don't know what that is, um, it's definitely worth Googling. They're absolutely amazing. Um, but it, if I had to super simplify it, think about a tent, right? Um, now this is imported from Mongolia. So it's all made out there, all authentic, all that kind of stuff. And what we do for a typical retreat, I host men's retreats and we do those monthly. So typically what we're gonna do is we know that men, we tend to move our energy a little different. We wanna sweat, we wanna compete, we wanna whatever. So I usually put in some component like that. So for example, the one we have coming up this month, we're going to actually have a private uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu lesson. So we're going to learn cool. about all that, right? Then we're going to come back. We're going to actually do that cold plunge that I was just talking about, right? Yeah. Then we're going to sit down together. We're going to have a meal and we're going to have that meal face-to-face -face because oftentimes, you know, um, especially men, you know, you think about typical hangouts, like say a bar, right? How are we sitting? We're sitting side by side. We're not making eye contact. We're looking ahead at some distraction of some sort. We're not making, you know what I mean? We're not, we're missing out on that intimacy. So we're going to have yeah. a meal together. We're then going to go into the yurt. Um, we're going to have a cacao ceremony together. And then we're going to open it up for a sharing circle. And that's all optional, right? And of course, you know, what's shared there, it's between the brothers who are there. And, you know, it's, like I said, optional. So we'll do some of that. We'll do a little meditation, some journaling. And part of what we tend to do is we do a fire release ceremony. So you write down some things yeah. that basically no longer serve you. And then we go out to the bonfire. We release that together. Uh, we also build the fire together. Um, so typically, yeah. you know, that's the standard format, if you will. The activity changes up um, depending on the season and, of course, interest. Yeah. 
Um, you know, my wife, she runs other retreats as well. We do for, you know, corporate, family, private, all that stuff. So full moon, new moon, all that jazz. So we're always trying to be in service to the community, meet them, you know, where they're at. We very much want to be a bridge for people who are trying to explore a different way of life, if you will. Oh, that's so dope. You know, I, ladies and gentlemen, I already know about it because I see it on Instagram. <laughs> but it's like, I love when he explains it, you know, just like the first time hearing it all over and over again. Um, my next question for you, right? Um, what can you tell someone that's struggling, right? You see someone struggling with their mental health. What can you say to them to make them believe why it is why it's important to put their mental health first, right? Because you know, a lot of us we do do we just talked about this. We do for others, right? We're there, we're there for others, and sometimes we forget to be there for ourselves. So tell that person that's listening that's struggling, like why it's so important to put their mental health first. Well, you know, I think like like anything, right? Like whether you're in a marriage or you're dealing with some mental health issues or whatever it happens to be, right? The bottom line is that the way we treat ourselves is always, it's in real time showing other people how we want to be treated and how we deserve yeah. to be treated, right? So if we're not even holding space and, and giving ourselves that compassion and love and time that we need to be okay, right? People are looking at how we're treating ourselves and why would they be more inclined to treat us better than we treat ourselves, Right. Yeah, so, you know, it, it often ties back into the whole, you know, the adage of like, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And, yeah. you know, everyone's heard the whole, uh, what's it, the the mask when they drop in the airplane, right? You got to put yours on first. You yeah. know, that's that's ultimately what it is, right? Like, I think we've all seen enough examples of people out there who kind of, you know, sacrifice themselves, if you will, as a, as a martyr or whatever it happens to be. Usually it's men, right? You know, it's yeah. like, I'm going to work myself to the bone, provide for my family, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, you know, they're they're miserable and depressed and, and what's it all for type of thing. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I like to just bring it back to like real life examples that we can all relate to and seeing how we need to invest in ourselves because we're building the foundation that's going to sustain us for the rest of our life. Right. And we got to keep investing in ourselves. Um, you know, especially when all we're doing is we're out there hoping that someone says, Oh, Hey, you look nice today. Or, Oh, you did a really great job. But when's the last time you said that to yourself? Damn. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That is so good. That's true. Oh my god, that's so because we do we do do that a lot, you know. Damn, that's so true. That was so good, bro. You just got to have that kindness and compassion towards ourselves, and you know, I think that's something that we never we don't really learn how to do. It's always about how can you do that for somebody else, never yourself. You know. Damn, that's so true. That's so dope. Um, my last thing I want to ask you, like. What do you have going on? Promote yourself. Like what's going on with my brother, Josh? We know we got the retreats. What else you got going on, bro? Yeah. So I, uh, I recently, I haven't formally announced it yet, but um, I was appointed to, uh, you know, a decent position in a uh, not-for-profit um, that's really centered around um, mindfulness in business and new, new, very highly intentional practices moving forward for business um, because that's incredibly important to people. So working on that. I'm hoping that I release at least one book this year. Um, that's major to me. Um, you know, we're definitely trying to expand our offering of services and everything out here. We very much want to, um, this space, you know, when we got our home, it wasn't for us. It was for our community, um, you know, and we really wanted it to be a space where they all felt safe and comfortable. And if, if the world happened to end tomorrow, they knew that they had one safe place on the planet that they could go and feel loved and um, kind of just continue to build that offering. You know, I'm hoping to, you know, become a dad one way or the other. You know, we're very open to however that happens, um, hey. you know, and 
kind of just, you know, each day, man, just trying to be a little happier than the day before, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a grind, you know, but just, just, you know, the more you practice it, like any habit, right. It's like, it, it becomes habitual for you to express gratitude. So kind of just step in and more of that. Oh, my brother, ladies and gentlemen, Josh, my brother, he's so dope. Like his stuff that he does, like his retreats, it looks amazing. One day, one of these days, I'm going to make it over to Canada, you know. I know, man. I'm, I'm a little closer than Germany. I'm surprised you're going there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, brother. <laughs> I, I had a question so for funny. you, though, man, uh, yeah. if, if you don't mind. Can I ask you one? Yes. Okay. So I want to share with you. I don't, I don't know if I shared it with you. That post you did the other day, right? The one, get your shit together, right? Self-care, mm-hmm. happiness, inner peace. And oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know that that was a deeply impactful post, not only for myself, but I reposted that to my story, right? Yeah. And a lot of people said, wow, like, I love that acronym. Like, thank you so much for sharing this. And they gave the hearts and everything. So, yeah. you know, I think that, like, it was power because we can relate to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean? But like, you know, what, what, I guess what really inspired you to, to even share that post with the world, man? Um. I found the post. So, you know, I've been doing the shrooms, right? You know what my posts look like before, like depressed, suicidal, sad. So now that I'm doing the shrooms, I'm just thinking about life more clearer. So, you know, I was look. I saw I got to get back to posting my inspirational stuff. You know, I used to do it. I got to get back to Inspire. I can't, you know, do this podcast. I can't do um, facilitate support groups. I can't say I'm this mental health champion when I'm saying stuff and I wasn't believing in it and stuff. You know, I wasn't believing in it. So I was like, I need to get back to inspiring. I did, you know, making people laugh. When I saw that, I was like, man, this is good. So I posted it. Did I think a lot of people, you're not the only one that commented on it was like, yo, this is dope. I didn't think it would get there because I just thought it was dope to me. And I'm glad that, you know, it helps somebody. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, which, which of those four things do you think like has been the most challenging for you to champion? Um, happiness. Yeah. Happiness, yeah. So, like, the shrooms work, right? But sometimes I still have certain feelings where I'm, like, feel lonely. I'm not happy, but I'm not harping on it. I'm not depressed about it. I'm just, like, it is what it is, you know? It kind of messed up. It kind of messed me up with therapy because, like, therapy is, like, I, I go therapy, but it's just, like, I think because of the shrooms, I don't try to harp on those feelings. Like, nothing doesn't affect me no more and stuff like that. You see, I'm just smiling and everything i've just been in a good mood and everything but yeah happiness is the one that i just haven't mastered yet. i'm gonna master it i'm just you know kicking depression ass i'm kicking yeah. <laughs> suicide ass i'm doing all that so you know i'm coming for i'm coming for you know my inner child you know i'm trying to i had the one time i had to realize i had to say to him like i can't be mad no more like you're mad you know that yeah this stuff happened to you before but it's not my fault i ain't got nothing to do with that you know I got to live my life for me. I can't make you happy or be sad because you're sad, be depressed because you're depressed and don't trust men because you don't trust men. I got to like really do stuff for me. So, you know, to my inner child, like I ain't got time for this. Mm. Get your shit together. <laughs> good on you, man. Good shit on you. Together. And I know that's definitely easier said than done, but like good on you for all the progress you've been making, man. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Happy Shout to see you happy, dude. Shout out to the shrooms. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Because I'm in the best, like, like my best friend that I'm going to visit in, um, where I want it, to visit um, in Germany. I've just got to quit. 
like he like he's like the only one of the males that I really really trust. So like he like got a lot of like my depression, like my angriness, blaming him for stuff or just snapping out or spazzing out. That's mm-hmm. a good friend because he's still my friend and stuff like that. A lot of guys don't get there because they're not. I'm close but not that close to me and stuff like that. So for him to still be my friend, that you know, it means a lot and stuff like that. You know, and he's yeah. seen a change. He's like we ain't even arguing. You know, you ain't picking arguments with me. Like I've been in a good mood, so I'm kind of glad going to Germany that I'm not going like depressed or everything. Like, yeah, hopefully I can take my, hopefully I can always talk. But um, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Josh, thank you so much, my brother, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And thank you, man.